It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA. From the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by McCary Meats in Basin City with your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. It is the centennial celebration of the culmination of another movement awarding an equal right to this. And is this what the civil rights movement actually fought for? But first, give us your bottom line. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. It is the bottom line. News Radio 610 K1A, hour number two. Rob Francis said Dawson with you, 547-1610, if you would like to get involved. You can also hit us via email as well at 610K1A.com, bottom line page, your name, where you're listening, what you'd like to say, and on Twitter at bottom line 610, where our poll question today deals with the vacant Kennewick City Council seat, uh, vacated by the passing of Steve Young last week. And we ask, how should they approach filling the seat vacated by Steve Young's passing, knowing that the individual can't be elected to the seat? So when it's done, okay, that individual is going to be finished with that term. There's only one way that the individual appointed to that term will be able to stay in that seat. And you know what that is, Ed. Um, A hostile takeover? No. Oh. No, I've yet to see a hostile takeover for a council seat, although, you know, it could... Maybe maybe it's happening in Venezuela. Um, But as of right now in the U.S., we haven't had one of those. Um, The only way, and there are only... I'm going to double-check real quick because I believe it is down to four. There are only four individuals that would have an opportunity to be appointed to that seat that could remain in that seat. And that would be if they selected a person that has filed to run for council position seven at large. That would be the only way that someone could stay in that seat is if the person selected won the election. So we want to hear from you. How do you think they should go about this? When it came time to fill Matt Banky's seat, it was an open application process. Yes. Which is the traditional method. Yes. Now, we want to keep in mind, we want to let you know there is no state RCW that dictates how you have to fill a seat. It just dictates time frame. Yeah, that you must. Right. Now, the city has 90 days to fill the seat. If the city doesn't fill the seat in 90 days, the county has the opportunity to fill that seat. If, for some reason, the county doesn't fill that seat, then the governor can appoint to someone someone to that seat. <laughs> Do we really want that? No, we don't. <laughs> and look, let's be honest. The city doesn't want the county appointing somebody well, to that Well, that's probably seat. true, too. But uh, So let, let's think about this for a moment. Um, if, if the city council selects somebody who uh, has already filed to run for that seat, again, we're kind of going into uncharted waters. We, we touched on this briefly last week when all this was going down. And 
there isn't, as you mentioned, any RCW. There isn't any guidance uh, on this. There probably should be, but currently there isn't uh, for someone who filed to run for re-election, passes away during the filing period. It has been decided by the Benton County Auditor's Office that the that that his name will stay on the ballot. Yes. Okay. So that's fine for the election part. Right. But they are looking to fill his spot from you know to be from right. sort of now until the end of until the year. December thirty first. Right. right. So that whomever is elected you know, finally in November, after the, the, the primary and then the final election, takes over January 1st. Right. It could be that same person. Now, there are four people who could viably fill that seat that have filed to run for council position seven. Lindy Verhey, Radonna Devereaux, James Milbauer, Russell Delgesso. Okay. You could choose someone who has filed to run for one of the other seats. True. If you did that, that individual would give up that seat December 31st, and depending on if they won their election, they would take the seat to which they were elected, and then one of the four individuals that we just mentioned would take council position seven. There's another, again, as we said, there is no RCW that specifically lays out how you have to appoint someone, just the time frames in which that seat needs to be filled by each respective entity. They could throw a dart at a bunch of names on cards if they wanted they to. They could do that as well. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. Your name, where you calling from? Now, this is Chuck from West Virginia. I wanted to throw a little twist in there on you. What happens if he wins? What happens if Young wins? Then, though... then what happens there, Chuck, is that they would have another appointment process. That would that would be more like what they did with Matt Banky, right? Where it would be an open situation. Appreciate the call. Yeah, and then in that case, the individual appointed to that seat, when it comes time for that term to end, would have the ability to file to run. But the unique aspect of this is if you choose, say they chose Ed to fill the seat. Nobody okay? wants that. Say they chose Ed to fill the seat. Ed can't. Oh, I would do so much damage. <laughs> Are you kidding me with this? Ed would not be able to run. He would be a placeholder for six months. That's right. As the four individuals that have filed would be campaigning to win that seat. Ed would be done December 31st. No other recourse. And that's true for anybody. That's true for anybody except except for those four. Now, but there's a problem with that. (laughs) There's there's more than one. There's there's a few problems there. There's there's more than one. We'll discuss those issues in a minute. Yeah. You're up at the bottom line. News Radio 610 K1A. Your name, where are you calling from? Uh, Yes, this is Vic from from Kennewick. What's up, Vic? I didn't hear the beginning of the show. Has it been decided if uh, applications will be um, submitted for that open position? Or what has the city decided? We we have not received an official release from the city as of right now as to how they're going to approach this. We don't know for sure if it's going to be addressed at tonight's city council meeting or not. It is an open or it's a it's a 
I don't want to say it's a public meeting. It's a non-workshop meeting yeah. tonight. So public comment will be taken at tonight's meeting. I don't know if there will be anything tonight. I haven't seen uh, necessarily anything you know, on the agenda that pointed to that. I'll look and see if it's been updated in the last 24 hours. To be perfectly honest, I, this is how I imagine things going with this because he passed away after last week's workshop meeting. I would imagine that they won't make any decision. They will spend some time memorializing Mr. Young at this meeting. Uh, but I really don't. I, they will put it off True, to make a decision. But again, the clock is ticking. It's now it's, yeah, it's 86. Well, it's 80 some days. And you don't want it to go too long. Obviously, you're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. Your name, where are you calling from? This is Mary from Kennewick. What's on your mind, Mary? I, I don't think that they should take somebody who's running because that's an unfair endorsement to the other candidates. Bingo. That is that is one of the big problems, right? <sighs> Mary, yeah. nail on the head. Absolute yep. nail on the head. And thank you for your call because that is the biggest problem with taking one of the four individuals and appointing them uh-huh. is, is it looks as if the city council is already appointing and endorsing a successor for Steve Young's seat. And so, taking and, and really taking the it, it not only does that, but yes, as Mary mentioned, it looks like you're playing favorites. Yes. The other three candidates that are, are also up for that would raise a, a big stink over that, as they should, that because think about it. How often does somebody labeled an incumbent Win again. Very few times. Statistically, it doesn't happen very often where a challenger defeats an incumbent, especially around here. Think about all the new blood that is in any of the elected offices. More often than not, the incumbent decided not to run again. Yes. And it was a big free for all and somebody came in. You you select somebody. You select one, the the council selects one of those four people, which they can do. They immediately become the incumbent. And so so and it appears as if the council is endorsing that individual to take that seat. That's right. And and that plays, well, my gosh, there's there's so many problems with that. And if you want to think about it even outside of that, even if you want to look at the individuals running for position six or position five outside of... Councilman Torelli, who's running for re-election in position five, if you were to take any of those individuals, Mm -hmm. you're also giving them an advantage because they're able to run for election while they are currently serving as a councilman, even though they're running for a different position on the same council. They become an incumbent. Makes it very... That's not fair. No, it, 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 it does, put it this way, the optics do not look good. Well, in any way, shape, or form, when you talk about that solution, yeah. Now, you, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, but but here's the other thing, though, Rob. Is do you go? Even though the right thing to do is to open it up, like kind of like they did with Matt Banky's position, or have some sort of an application process, and the council selects somebody whom cannot run for that office. Don't you think that will be a little hard to fill? You're going to have to try to find somebody. You're like applying to become a substitute teacher. Well, <laughs> you, yeah, you're, you're looking you, you for somebody. You know this isn't a permanent spot. You get on the council. What if you? What if you? What if you put your name into the hat, and 
you uh, you know you do this knowing you can't run for it, and you get in there and go, hey, this is kind of good. I'm kind of good at this. Uh, well, I guess I better wait till next time to go around to actually run again. But you know I, that would be a harder sell for somebody knowing that it is a, a, a term limited well, position. And think about it like this: even if you took the list, even if you said, you, you know what, let's take a quick break and then we'll, we'll we'll throw this out because there's a couple other avenues that that you can go down with this that that really. It's it's very interesting and intriguing because remember there is a list of people that applied that's still there from Matt Banky's position. Sure, could they take the second place finisher? Well, for this? but 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 again, what you brought up raises more questions than provides answers. Back with more of the bottom line. Hook up with the bottom line on Twitter at bottom line six ten. Now back to the show presented by McCary Meats in Basin City. Bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. This hour brought to you in part by Perfection Tire with four Tri-Cities locations to serve you. Welcome back to the show. Robin Ed with you. 547-1610 if you want to get involved. Talking about our poll question at Bottom Line 610. How should Kennewick City Council approach filling the seat vacated with the passing of Steve Young, knowing that the individual, for the most part, cannot be elected to that seat. We did for get the most a, part. For the most part. There, there are four people that could get elected to that seat that have already filed if they were appointed. Uh, Lisa Lani replied to us, as a candidate, I think I would just prefer that an application be open to all citizens. And if a candidate wanted to apply, they could. However, I'd rather focus on my job and campaigning kids. It would be difficult to fulfill all of those responsibilities. And, and that's a good point. You add another element to that, although it is and would be a tremendous advantage for that individual, even with all those other things, to be able to be sitting in that seat as well as campaigning to win that seat. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Your name, where are you calling from? Hi, guys. Uh, Ryan. Hey, you guys have a great show. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Thanks for your calling, Ryan. What's on your mind? My question is, okay, the city has 90 days, and then the county, how long does the county have before the governor has to step in? I believe the county has 60. Okay, so we're talking five months? Would You're you talking five to- months. Okay. And we're talking six months to the election? You got it. Okay, I'm making phone calls. We're stretching this out as long as we can. <laughs> well, you know, the gov- hey, the governor wouldn't miss an opportunity to pick somebody for 30 days in eastern Washington. You know that, right? Well, you know, 30 days, I don't know how effective someone can be in 30 days. It's, it's just, not. It, you just cancel a meeting. Hey, you know, it's not about the effectiveness. It's about the governor being able to put one to eastern Washington when he gets oh, a yeah. chance. Oh, yeah. And the other thing, so if that's not a possibility, I would exclude the four people running for that seat. I'd take all the other candidates, put their name in a hat, and do a random drawing. All right. Thanks Thanks for the call and the input, Ryan. Appreciate it. 547 to get involved. Here's where the the other applicants, the ones that applied to fill Matt Banky's seat, here's where that comes in. Because at that point in time, when that process was done, it was well before filing week. You had yes. the opportunity to refile to run for reelection or to file a run for reelection for that seat. Yes. So how many of the people that applied to fill Matt Banky's position, which is now held by Chuck Torelli. Yes. How many people would no longer want to be considered 
because they can't run for re-election. I would imagine so, a good chunk of them. So you, you, there'd you, be some attrition there. Y- yes, you, you obviously take attrition into consideration in that situation. That not everybody. So can you even go off of that list? Because if you appoint someone, and they say, "Eh, I, no, I can't run. I'm not interested." Or do you just begin that process anew? Now, the other option that you have, and I can think of four of them right off the top of my head. Think about this. You appoint somebody just out of the blue. Okay. Okay. You're talking having to get familiar with the process, Mm -hmm. having to get familiar with the routine, having to get familiar with the agendas and the packets. Mm -hmm. And the first couple meetings are going to be, you know, maybe a little lost in the woods, some, some deer in the headlights. And then by the time you start getting it figured out, you're just about done. Yeah. I'm going to throw out four names. Okay. I'm going to write these down. Go ahead. Greg Jones, Bob Parks, Sharon Brown, Matt Banky. What do they all have in common? Former council members. All former Kennewick council members. Yep. All four already know the process. All four have already been familiar with how council runs and operates. Can't file to run for the seat. Have the experience. Council basically picks up and runs without a beat, having somebody with experience in that seat that you're not going to have a slowdown process. Now, two of those names are going to sound familiar. Matt Banky, who's now a state representative, and Sharon Brown, who is now a state senator. Yes. Now, we know that both of those individuals will begin to get really busy again towards the end of this year. and Session are, doesn't start until January. That's right. But, you know, there's some lead-up time. Yeah. There's some caucusing and, and, and whatnot. Can they hold two offices at once? Well, you can. You, you absolutely can, okay. especially if you're, if the time demands aren't going to take you away. And in all actuality, Matt Banky could have held both seats if if he chose to and there wasn't someone that came up and challenged right. the ability to do that. So right. he could feasibly have held both of those. He chose not to. He chose and, not and to. wisely, yes, too, because absolutely. he was... You know, you talk about needing to get some traction at the beginning of a new job. Yeah. You know, and frankly, what you brought up, it would be true for anybody who gets newly elected, too. There is this, you know, practice time, so to speak, to get uh, to get up to speed on things. You know, Interesting. So you, I you, want you wonder if any of those four names might be interested in that prospect. Well, and, and, he, and that's just the four that came off the top of my mind who served most recently on city council. I'm sure there are a number of other individuals who formerly served on Kennewick City Council that are out there that may that may consider finishing out Steve Young's term. So in that aspect, here's what you have. I mean, to me, this is just my approach from the outside. The public can't argue the qualification aspect because all of them were were, were city council people. Okay? Right. You're talking about a pool that they all have that in common. Yes. So it's not like you're talking about someone who's running for the office. You're not talking about somebody brand new off the street. You're not talking about uh, somebody who's running for one of the other seats. You're talking about individuals who all have city council experience in Kennewick. If you had four or five or six of them that were interested and went through that appointment process with those individuals, in all honesty, I think that's the one way you hit a home run with this. Because again, in six months they're done. Again, if they're interested in it, I mean, you you got to think at least a couple of them would be like, man, I tried to get out of this job. <laughs> they didn't try to get me back in. 
if you'd like to join the conversation. We've got to take a time out, pay some bills, get you some local news as well. You can email us, too, if you'd like to go to the website, 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page and fill out the form. And uh, just like that, your email comes to us. Stay with us. Now back to the bottom line on News Radio 610 KONA. Presented by McCary Meats in Basin City. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline 509 547 1610. This hour brought to you in part by Ben Franklin Transit, connecting our communities. You can visit them at bft.org. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Tuesday afternoon, 547-1610. If you'd like to get involved, Rob and Ed hanging with you. A reminder, our poll question for today, how should the Kennewick City Council approach filling the seat vacated with the passing of Steve Young, knowing the majority of those individuals can't be elected to the seat? So you can hit us up at Bottom Line 610 or at 610-KONA Radio. The results of our poll yesterday Joe Biden seems to be running away with the 2020 Democratic nomination as his lead over Bernie Sanders stretches. Is it a good thing or a bad thing for the Dems going into 2020 if the nomination process wraps up sooner than later? 51% said good. Huh. It was a tight one. Yeah, I bet. It was a tight one. 51% good, 49% bad. It was yeah. back and forth the entire time huh. on that one. But, uh, you know, the... Um, weekly meeting for the Benton County Board of Commissioners happened today. Yes. Uh, they received a finance presentation on public safety sales tax. Oh, it's our favorite subject. Our, one of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we've, we've, this, this, this is one bone that we put plenty of teeth marks in over the course of the last year and a half. That, that's an interesting way of putting it, yes. <laughs> Lots of teeth marks. Um, you know... This is the most interesting thing I pulled out of this. Okay. And and and, and, and uh, I want to hear from a business owner. I really do. I want to hear from a small business owner, medium business owner. Okay. Because we know that anybody that operates a business, when you hire an employee, you need time to train them. Okay, there's a process sure. that goes with hiring and training. Well, we there, do that here. There, there's it, it takes time to find a person, yes. and it takes time to get that person yes. up to speed, okay. right? Okay. Now, the public safety tax has been in effect since it was voted in in 2014, and taxes, it was, the, the disbursements began in 2015, or maybe 2016 after a year to collect. Okay, so minimum three years that you've got, you've got collection going up, right? Many positions remain unfilled due to the time needed to hire and train new employees. Most of the budgeted one-time costs have not occurred yet, with the exception of four new vehicles for the sheriff's office. There are approximately $5.3 million of budgeted one-time expenditures. Now, I've looked at the presentation. It's not deep. It's 10 pages. There's some charts, some graphs. But we know there's over $12 million in it, okay? Mm-hmm. There's $5.3 million of one-time expenditures that haven't been spent yet. What are, what, 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 what are we waiting on with the hiring and the training part? Which, which avenues are we looking to hire and train new employees? Are we talking sheriff's deputies? 
Are we talking corrections officers? Are we talking um, support staff in in different areas? Where are these positions? Because that's not laid out in the report. Hmm. What the positions are aren't laid out in the report. What the expenditures are, and I'm I'm looking here at uh, the capital expenditure budget list for 2019-2020. Okay, the original budgets, the radio tower, the bipin replacement, the BCES microwave replacement, the CAD replacement, the sheriff replacement fund, and the e-prosecutor, the extra prosecutor, that's $4.8 million, Okay, Additional requests are $2.5 million, So you're talking a total of about $6.3 million. The additional requests are a UTV sheriff's vehicle, bomb squad equipment, Bearcat armored vehicle, mobile command unit, firearms facility, radar units, message signs, and force protection. What are we waiting for? Hmm. That's a good question. What are we waiting for? It's there. What are we waiting for? But the sheriff's department did get their four vehicles. Well, that's but that's it. But look at all this other stuff the sheriff's department's waiting on. Yeah. I mean, look at all this other stuff the sheriff's department's waiting on. Now, the radio tower, that's that's a whole different situation on it to itself. I mean, the, the, my, sure, that can't go up in a day or anything. Well, so. not only that, but my my understanding is there's 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 a, a, a property discussion. That's going on with that, as far as being able to put it somewhere. <laughs> so wait a that, minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Our tax money went to purchase a radio tower before we had a place to put it. Well, is that what I, you're saying? I, I think they had an idea of where they wanted to put a, it. A thought. It, there was there was there was there was a plan. Oh, and then the property owner kind of decided they didn't want to go along with the plan. And that's, that's they didn't have a plan B. That's my understanding. Well, when you're talking about the best possible place to put it, that's what you're angling on first. Yes. And then, then I don't know where the second best possible place to put it is. But <sighs> my understanding is, and, and my understanding could be incorrect. I'm throw that out there. But understanding could be wrong. But the understanding is. There is there is some negotiation with the with the property as far as being able to put the tower there that has held up the placement of the tower. And it's things like this why I will not put my name in to be on the Kennewick City Council. This bureaucracy. Well, nonsense. you don't have to worry about this on the Kennewick City Council, so you don't have to worry about it's that. It's the part. same principles at work here. It's just <sighs> government nonsense but, bureaucracy uh, you, you, but what i want to know okay where are these hirings who are we hiring and why haven't we hired them yet i understand i get i get the generic explanation of time to hire and train well if if you if I how remember, long have we been waiting to fill yeah. these positions? That's the first question. Well, I, how long have we been waiting? And then once you hire somebody, you begin the training process. I mean, I, 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 I academies are relatively standard amount of time. Yeah, on, on to go through the academy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that that's a blocked out period of time. So, I and I know that that you don't want to just hire. Anybody. You want to pick somebody who's going to see it through, who's going to wind up being a good yeah. addition to whatever it is that you are hiring them for, be it's the sheriff's department, being it's corrections, be it's some kind of support staff in the county. But but that list, those those seats, they're not there. I mean, I know 
I know they're looking for another canine officer, which would be awesome because that would mean we buy another dog. <laughs> and you know me. I'm all for you. I am you all. You would want the whole department to be canine. Well, you know, I'd be okay with that. And the, and the human trainer's optional. I, I would be okay. You have a pack of dogs. You know, but but here's the thing. If, if, if the hires have been approved, then... I don't know what what is what, what's in the mix that's holding up the process. That's the question I've got, and I don't think it's an unfair question, because one of the things that that we've gone back and forth on this, and that the community has gone back and forth on this, is they just see it pooling, they just right. see it gathering, and we hear all these things, but we don't see we don't see the movement. Right, and, and so what's, what's the one thing that we have said over and over on this program, and, and because our listeners keep saying it over and over again, is nobody likes taxes. However, if if it can go towards something that the, that the community wants, at least show something for the effort, right? Show me where my money is going. They're not doing that in Benton County. They're, they've, they've taken in the money. They have a large amount of money, and the public just wants to see that, yes, you have hired some or all of the people, the the officers, whatever, or you have purchased the equipment, or you, you see what I'm saying? Just, And this is why well, the public has a problem and, with this and process. And there, and there are some things that are currently supposed to be funded that the understanding is that, that aren't being completely funded right now either. So just cut a check for them. Things that are already in, in moving on, just cut a check. That's complicated. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Dave from Kenowick. Hi, Dave. What's up? Hey, I don't know, but this is starting to smell a little bit like Obama's porculus the stimulus thing with all the shovel-ready jobs. And then what happened? Uh, nothing. There was no jobs. The money disappeared. And next thing you know, they're asking for more money for something. I hope this doesn't end up being like that. And maybe some of these people, folks that are ready to spend some of this money for legitimate reasons, maybe a new ambulance or something like that, they should bypass these lollygaggers that can't make up their minds and get something done with this money. Well, the, hey, the money's come out of our pockets. They need to do something with it. Thank you. Thanks for the call, David. See, here's the thing. Unfortunately, you can't go around them. They got to sign off on it. And you, so you, you you can't. The only way you go around them is to put new people there. That's it. You you, you, you can't. You, you can't. But, you know, careful, you can't go around them. careful what you wish for, though. You know, is it is it. The elect these elected officials is it the system that's in place? Well, you know, would you just be replacing this? You this, know, this this was enacted in, for another. This was enacted in 2014. Yes, the same three guys that were there in 2014 are there yes. now. Now, so we haven't had a change in philosophy. We haven't had a change in structure. Nobody's been voted out. Look, um, this is. It, it, I'm sorry to interrupt, but this is the ex- this is exactly the kind of discussion that was that led up to the big blow up with Commissioner Delvin and the media. Yeah. And that led to this this 
free for all for the uh, for the uh, nonprofit groups to get a cut of the of the of the money. It, it was discussions like this, the transparency, the accountability. What's this money going towards? Why is there so much? How come it's just sitting there? What's it going to go for? I don't know. They don't know. And we don't. And and let me. Let me okay. Let me back up. I, let me. Let me scratch that last part. To be fair, maybe they do know. However, the optics again. We go back to optics. Don't look very good. Maybe there is a plan. Maybe there is some things going on. But what the public sees and hears, crickets. Nothing's going on. Well, you can, because you can go to the Justice Center on Tuesday mornings and see the meetings via via satellite. True. And you can go to Prosser if you want. And that way you can find out. You can see firsthand what's going on. You can go to the website and read the minutes, read the read the packets and everything else, and get informed on how the process is laying out. And you can't go to either one of those locations. But, yeah, for the most part, it's not like they're going on camera or anything like that and explaining the process step by step. I got news for you. I do those things, and I don't know. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? From Prosser and well, hi you know, Rick. I've How been, are you? I am above the dirt, man. Hey, that's a start. What's on your mind? Well, I'm thinking that uh, here's this whole pot of money been voted on by the people for public safety. Correct. Yep. Correct. Okay. So, what is the definition of public safety? Well, it's a broad definition, Rick. It is yeah, a broad yeah, definition. That's been, def- that's been debated, it's, right? It's 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 law enforcement. It's fire. It's EMS. It's you know it's it's things that that are supposed to keep the community safe. So then, why are they giving money to the Boys and Girls Club? Well, because the Boys and Girls Club does have active programs that do try to keep kids away from gangs, that educate kids. Uh, try to help them with after-school activities to prevent them from uh, getting on the wrong side of the tracks. Boys and Girls Club have a long track record of those kind of programs, and so and that's that's one of the reasons why they get some funding from it. And that's and that's good. It, well, it is good. It is good. When when you, and look, Rick, and thanks for the call. We appreciate it. When you talk about the Boys and Girls Club, you're talking about an organization with a long track record of things like that. When you're talking about some group that crops up out of nowhere and asks for a handout because they say they're going to do this, that's a different story. A little bit more questions with that one. However, notwithstanding, the biggest concern right now is that in a couple years, and I've talked to enough people to get this feeling, in a couple years, this money might not be there. Can't get in by phone? Give us your bottom line through email. Send your thoughts from the bottom lines page at 610kona.com. Back to the bottom line, presented by McCary Meats in Basin City on News Radio 610-KONA. Bottom line, News Radio 610-KONA. 547-1610, you want to get involved in Rob hanging with you. Look, if you're in the middle of uh, buying or selling a home right now and you're pulling your hair out and you're thinking to yourself, gosh, this is more than I thought it was going to be, why didn't I go in a different direction? Well, you could have gone with Jennifer Mons at Windermere. 
Jennifer's got plenty of experience, not just in the moving process, because military families, they do tend to move a lot. She's done plenty of that. Not to mention she comes from a real estate family, and with your real estate needs, she can easily help you reach your goals with confidence and less stress. Visit her website, jennifermons.com. It's jennifermonds.com. If you're looking for a home in Richland, there is a beautiful home she's got listed right now in Richland that might be right at the price point you're looking for, but you won't know it unless you visit her website, jennifermonds.com, jennifermonds.com. So, Chatting a little bit about the public safety tax, which, you know, it's a a topic near and dear to our hearts. You could say that. You had noticed. You could Um, say that. And again, the report that was released today was a 10-page financial presentation that, while it, it, it outlines some things, it highlights some things, and talks about some of the, it talks about the revenues and some of the expenditures that are ongoing by department, it doesn't address some of the other issues, and that is what's listed in there as far as the the the, the hiring needs. How many? Where? What is it that we're looking for? And why is it, why have we not done that yet? Why why what is what is it that is the holdup in the hiring? We know what the what the holdup is in the radio tower. Okay, we know what that issue is. And there's other expenditures. The list of asks are a little bit longer for the sheriff's office this year based on what and what hasn't been allotted as of yet. So, I mean, if it's me, I'm sitting down with with the sheriff and I'm asking him, okay, we need this, we need this, we need this, okay, let's allot this here, lay this out here. Let's get together and get a plan together. And sit there and say, okay, this is what this money needs to be spent for. This is what we're going for. Okay, what do we have left? All right, this is what we have left. What else can we do in the realm of public safety, like buying a $200,000 ambulance, that we can turn around and do that we can help increase public safety? Seven minutes is a lot of time, man. Seven minutes is is, is a couple of lives and deaths uh, in, sure. in, in, in one area. Oh, so, no doubt. But you don't, know, you think that, don't you think uh, Sheriff Hatcher has done that, Has has gone to the commission with a a wish list, a detailed wish list on on the things you know from one to ten or one to twenty, and in hopes of you know getting as many on that list as he can. Don't you oh, I'm sure. They... And, 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 and don't anybody take me the wrong way. This is not a law enforcement issue. This is not a sheriff's department issue. No. This is not a this is not a a sheriff's department. Um, you know sitting back and not being proactive. The sheriff has been very proactive in what his needs are and stating his needs and his his requests. Somewhere along the line between the sheriff stepping up and saying, this is what I need, and these are the things that we've got, and these are the other funds that we need, and the, the, the joint teams and task force, forces that are funded by this that involve... Kennewick, Richland, West Richland, and everybody else, and them coming together and saying, okay, this is what we're looking for, what we need. At some point in time, we got to get that plan together so that all these needs that, that need to be met can be met, and it's a lot easier to feed the one-time expenditures and get them taken care of than it is the revolving costs of what a salary is. 
That's all for the Bottom Line News Radio 610 KONA. This hour brought to you in part by the Kitchen Creators at Bunch Finnegan, making your dream kitchen come true. They're located at 9 East Columbia Drive in Kennewick. Coming up, ABC News, then all your local news, weather, and traffic on the Afternoon Report. We'll be right back.